1620 The Zone. Into the front court, Jones, racing left side. Waits for his teammates, flick to Wemby, long three, Wembenyama, it's a Wemby Shea Gilders Alexander, top of the lane against Sohan, bounce pass out front, Holmgren, guarded by Wembenyama, step back jumper, stuffed by Wembenyama! Six blocks for Victor Wembenyama! 129-118, that was a foul to give for OKC, now Jones penetrates off to Vassell, two-hand slam, Devin Vassell! Live from 50th and Capitol Avenue in the Big O. This is Mornings with Sharp and Handley on 1620 The Zone. 1620thezone.com and 1620thezone.tv. Now here's Gary, Nick, and Jimmy. Hey, good morning. It's a Friday of Mornings with Sharp and Hanley and Jimmy. No Gary today. Gary is hopefully back in Omaha after what was a sure not the most pleasant bus ride back from the Twin Cities for the Omaha men's basketball team. They get thumped last night by St. Thomas. There we are. And the Mavericks will now wait as the rest of the Summit League is playing on Saturday and even on Sunday. But the Mavericks' regular season is done, so they will await to see where they fall in the standings and where they, when, they know where they're playing, when they will be playing in the Summit League Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament, which gets underway uh, next next Friday, officially, up in Sioux Falls. So we got college basketball conference tournaments just around the corner, and we've got college basketball in the high majors heating up as it did last night in columbus ohio but not in a good way for nebraska and we will be getting into a lot of that discussion today of what went wrong in columbus ohio and how much if at all did it impact the nebraska men's basketball team after losing last night to the ohio state buckeyes are you i I gotta start the show off though jimmy you good for the last five minutes, you've been struggling with, what is it, your your cord, your microphone, or your headset Where? cord? Oh, it's like, why can't I hear you? You, you good over there? No. <laughs> I was, I'm never truly good. I was, uh, I was getting, oh, I was getting, I was getting water and I could hear, I could hear a, a, a loud noise coming out of the studio. And at first I thought it was the Sweet 98 people I saw there on the air. I'm like, wow, they can say that on the air now? And I realized that was coming from our studio. Yes, my morning's been brought to you by the letter F. Yeah, you good? Uh, to be fair, that's most mornings. It's still, I've still... Always, ever since, uh, even in kindergarten, I was the uh, curmudgeon firing up a lung dart on the playground. Be like, yeah, what's good about it? Oh, still, still untangling that thing over there. Oh, it's it's still tangled. And I was like, how the blank does this happen? Granted, yes, it's me. I did it, but I usually fold these things up a lot better. And yeah, I'm not. I don't know if you've noticed this about me, but I have zero patience at everything. Yeah, I do not do patience. I'm slightly older than you, Jimmy, and I'm, I'm just here to tell you that it doesn't get better with age. No. Get even more, more, and more less patient. Yeah. And you have a tiny human at home. I so do. That- yeah, that's when you're supposed to learn patience, and maybe, maybe mine's a little bit more of a slower regression than what it normally would be at the age of 45, but... Uh, yeah, just making sure you're going to do okay. All right, we're, we're cool. We're not, but let's continue what we're doing okay, here. I mean, right. the, the, hey, listen, the mics are working. Everything's working. That's all that matters. I don't care about anything else. The stream is on. 
Yeah, we're okay, good. Right. Also, it's March. Life it is, is March. Better. It is March. That means uh, February again for the people who, and I know there are people in this actual studio that like to take shots at February as far as the sports month. I don't think it's as bad as uh, y'all, mean, y'all make it out to be. Uh, July is number one, but I think if February is the second worst, it's distant. I don't think it's even close I to agree. July. It is distant when it comes to that because you still have basketball. Yes, you have the Super Bowl. You have a lot of going on. And there was there was a lot that has, has happened in the month of February that set us up for a very interesting March. We've got Creighton men's basketball senior day tomorrow. Big matchup tomorrow against Marquette. At the hostel. Yeah. Just... Man, that the blue hole that is I, the CHI Health Center. I continue to hear just more and more about, and and I'm I'm with people too, like just how sort of absurd that is when it comes to the the treatment of the student section and the the monitoring of of what is taking place Tomorrow in the student section. Tomorrow we will section. get two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Marquette, yeah. Marquette. Yeah. Yay. Like I, I, I'm with. So Connor and I were talking about this during the crossover. That let's just like go fully weird with this thing. Like the, the crate. You, you turn the scoreboard off. I just both well, teams you gave, are there to have fun. You you gave uh, Creighton's video production crew a, a shout out the other day, and they I think do a great job. I, I think it's um, justified, but they. I was I was suggesting that maybe they come up with like a hype video for Marquette or and they parody. have they have a starting lineup video for Marquette and they go completely dark with the starting lineup for Marquette fans go nuts for the starting lineup for Marquette just the as PA much as they would for says it yeah. like he would them. Yeah, it's, it's essentially a neutral Tyler site Kolek. I know yeah, he's banged it, up but. it's an it's a neutral site uh, type of uh, feel. Ladies and gentlemen, our Marquette Golden Eagles. Yeah, or your. Your. Your Marquette Golden Against Eagles. Against your Creighton Blue Jays. Against Everybody's your, yeah. yours. Yep. Yeah. I, I, you and know, your just, head coach, Jacka Smart. And your head coach, Greg McDermott. And at some point, Marquette's like, Go what? sports. They're, they're just thinking, what the hell's going on? And then all of a sudden, they're like rattled. They're psyched they're, they're out. Like, this is just so weird. Like, they're you're, so nice. You're not supposed to be like this. What's happening? What, what's about to happen? Ryan what's Cole going Frater on? comes out first and goes over and shakes. Hey, yeah. good luck, guys. Everybody we is hope just, you come out ahead at the end. Everybody is representing creighton in a positive manner why is the video board off ah new school rule we're yeah. just playing to have fun we've got the, we've in. got the little flip charts over there at the scores table if you need to know the yeah, score exercise we do the ncaa does uh, require that we do record this result but as far as everybody's seen it we the arena won. we, we don't we don't need it yeah. yeah we're keeping the score actually at the scores table the scoreboard's off yeah because it sends it's, a, it's just we want to send the right they, they have the old little flip chart thing that we used to use with then y ball and then afterwards we're all going to go out to a pizza buffet mm-hmm. together no, that actually would be. And nice. instead of sitting like uh, in school, sometimes they do boy girl. We're going to do a Blue Jay, Golden Eagle, yeah. yeah, Creighton, Marquette, Creighton, everybody, and get to know. It'll, it'll, it'll be like uh, remember the Titans. Get to know something about your yep. opponent. This I, is I feel Tyler. like that's what we should do. He's good. He might win Big East Player of the Year. Well, thank you. This is Ryan. He's tall. He, he's very worthy of being a Conference Player of the Year, and he blocks shots. Uh, you mentioned, by the way, the Tyler Kolick injury, uh, the oblique injury. Uh, it's the, he's at the. Right now, the status of hopeful. Man, that thing. Those things don't just nope, heal. Easy they're not easy. Um, but they are. I want to see any. They're hopeful to have him back. I, I just. This is what I think of, and and maybe these are very minor things, but the difference between trying to nurse that injury back to at least a comfort that Tyler Colo can experience that he's not impacted in a game. 
where he's moving up and down and you're using a lot of your core and you're using a lot of that part of your body. If this is a home game, if I'm a Marquette fan, I feel a lot better about that. Not having to worry about travel, having everything that you need from your training staff, your facilities, everything that would help you in that process. But just the whole traveling situation on top of that, I'm not saying Tyler Kolick is unlikely to play, but if he does, I question his real impact in this game. That it, it, We talked about this yesterday. The oblique injury is not something that you can just sort of, oh, you know what, we wake up tomorrow morning, it's fine. Yeah, all it takes is a sneeze or someone to tell a really good joke and you start laughing. You're like, oh my well, God, And you can re-aggravate. Well, yeah. You think you're back and then you do anything. Like you said, you could sneeze, you could do anything. All of the twisting just, motion that, yes. that, I mean, you just probably don't even realize you do until you are in pain in that area that you're like, oh, wow, this really affects a lot of the things that I do, even non-athletic type stuff. So. Yeah. We'll see. I, I mean, for that game to, to be the type of game that I think everybody wants to see, you want to see Tyler Kolick at least be involved in this game. You want to see him have at least some type of status of 75% or better. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll see. But uh, obviously, that's not great for Marquette. It's good for, for Creighton, but as far as from the sake of seeing a good game, as we all are good sports around here, good sportsmanship good sports. that we show. Yeah, absolutely. And we're positive. Absolutely, we want everybody to be healthy. In fact, the other team—if they're coming all this way—maybe maybe they should win. Uh, everyone yes. feel good. And by God, make the best team win. Yeah, may the best team win. And you know what, Nick? May both teams just have fun. Well, you know what happened last Playing night in a basketball. I don't know game. if it was the best team or it was the team who just played better. I can de- definitely tell you, Ohio State played better last night. As Nebraska, at one point in this game, that game was a rough watch. By the way, I know it's yeah, close, but it was. It, I'm it, glad it was, it was and. It was a game that I thought was starting to trend in the direction for Nebraska. You can tell, by the way, on the broadcast, Robbie Hummel likes himself some Nebraska. Robbie Hummel is a big Nebraska fan, even when they were having some struggles. Remember, he almost upset Kansas at Omaha. Yes, he did. But He loves loves Nebraska. But he's a big fan of uh, what uh, Fred Hoiberg has out there. Even when there were moments where they were taking some ill-advised shots, uh, he was a little bit more understanding of that, I think even more so than what probably Fred Hoiberg was. Uh, but every time Ohio State kind of got themselves back in it, but then they would kind of shoot their toe, and he would he would be quick to criticize them. There was if I'm an Ohio State fan yesterday, I was I was maybe wondering, hey hey, what about us? You know, it wasn't until Ohio State not only took the lead and kind of went into the locker room, but also kind of kept the lead there in the second half is where Robbie Hummel kind of changed the narrative a little bit in favor of Ohio State for Nebraska. Where do you start in this one? Uh, again, they were up thirty-four to twenty-seven at one point. What, what were the stuff you heard me saying when you were listening to me fight with this cord? That's basically I heard where some you start. GDs. Yeah, that's basically where you start because that's a bummer. Well, that it was, was a winnable game, and it was there. And it was a head scratching game. And of course, we did hear from our good friend Zach the Lego Maniac uh, not once but twice. I wondered about I got rink, an email about from Ray Rink Mass, and I'll uh, I'll read Ray. that a little bit later or read that a little bit later on. But the the feeling that I'm having in this game, watching it early on, and maybe it was, and this is why I bring up Robbie Hummel. Everything Nebraska was doing in like the first 10 minutes like was highlighted by Robbie Hummel. He really liked the movement that they had. He really liked the you know defensive pressure and, and what a lot of the things that they were doing. They were turning Ohio State over. 
And there was a lot of, yeah, there, there was a lot of cheerleading for what Nebraska had done to this point of the season and what they're doing, doing in the early goings. Nebraska gets out to, I think it was their biggest lead was seven. And I, that was the point when it was, I think, 34 to 27 with about five minutes to go. It's 35-30. And then this is where we saw what was probably the biggest discrepancy in the game, and that is the free throw attempts. And if you look at the made free throws as well, Ohio State had 28 charity stripe opportunities compared to Nebraska's eight. Ohio State had 24 points at the free throw line to Nebraska's seven. This was a nine-point ball game. So that tells you right there, that's a major part of this. And it really started happening throughout the first. I mean, just alone, you get Roddy Gale Jr., who is at the free throw line. I want to say he got there eight times in the first half alone. And then the other big disappointment about this was you're learning if you're watching some of the shoot-around coverage or if you're following some of your favorite beat writers that cover Nebraska, you're learning that Bruce Thornton is not going to play in this game. He could, if need be, but he was dealing with migraines. One of the biggest things I said yesterday was, who is Bryce Williams going to be locking up with? If he's locking up with, with Bruce Thornton, that's a good thing for Nebraska. That's going to be the matchup to watch. Well, then you're thinking, no Bruce Thornton? Okay, this is great. Now, the other side of that is, you talked to Brian Edwards yesterday, Brian Edwards said, if Jamison Battle is upgraded, he's taking the over, which, by the way, the over hit. So, once again, Brian's a winner. But he said if Jamison Battle is not playing, he was going to take Nebraska in the points. Well, there's the other factor, too. Jamison Battle, 32 points last night. Nebraska had zero answer for him. 10 for 10 at the free throw line. He was 4 of 12 beyond the arc. 9 of 18 total. And Jamison Battle, who has hurt Nebraska in the past, sometimes in a different uniform with Minnesota, was a huge factor. So you look at what Jamison Battle was able to do and Nebraska's inability to defend him at a reasonable level. Ohio State's without one of their best players. They're at the free throw line 28 times to Nebraska being at the free throw line eight times. A lot of those things tell the story. But you could tell Fred not happy after this game. And you could watch Fred's body language on the sideline, not happy. And there's a huge reason why. Huge reason why. Nebraska, at one point, the points in the paint, it was like 16-2 to in favor of Nebraska. Those points were there to be had. And yet, all of a sudden, you're settling for Quick three-pointers. Almost desperation shots. Wasted possessions. In a moment of this game, and this is, again, I go back to the seven-point lead where Ohio State could not get anything done offensively. Even with Jamison Battle, he kind of got cold for a moment there, too. They just couldn't do anything with their half-court offense. But it was when Nebraska started launching early shots in the shot clock, Ohio State would get a rebound, and they get out in transition, and they would create either a good look or they would get to the free throw line. All of a sudden, this inability to not want to play in the paint at all in a game where they could. And and I don't want to hear about Akpara, who all of a sudden just became a blocking machine and you knew exactly where he was on just about every you know, he was he had I think he was credited for two blocks last night, but he also was impacting a lot of shots. 
that was no excuse because there were points to be had. It was just a it was a moment where this offense all of a sudden looked to have a clear path to a lot more points, and they just decided, now nah, we're going to make this more challenging on ourselves. I there there are a lot of takeaways about this one, but I I think more than anything the shot selection, the inability to to body up on Jamison Battle, and and here's the free throw discrepancy too. I think when people see that, and Jimmy, you've been around it too. A lot of fan bases will say, well, obviously the officiating wasn't in our favor. No, this way it was undisciplined. Uh, there were a few times I think Josiah Allen got whistled for one that it looked like it was all ball. Now, they never showed a replay, so you never had a chance to see, like, it slowed down. And if there was some, you know, if, if, if he got him with the body. But it looked like there was all ball. But for the most part, th- these were legitimate fouls. I mean, Fred, even after the game, it wasn't alibying the calls and wasn't talking about how, you know, it was it was a discrepancy that was very, you know, puzzling to him. No, he, he flat out said that they were very, that Nebraska was very jumpy that shot fakes were paying off for Ohio State. It's one thing I always talk about with Ryan Kalkbrenner, which I, I think makes him one of the more toughest defenders at that height to really figure out is, you know, sometimes you get those 6'11", 7-footers, you get them up in the air and you go into them and you're drawing the foul before they have a chance to block your shot. Ryan Kalkbrenner is so disciplined with his feet. And... Yeah, he really is. He he is. He he just doesn't put himself. The, the in, whole team in, does in such fouls. a great job with they not do fouling. And Nebraska has been better in that category. But last night, I mean, Bryce Williams again. There's another guy that I think could have been a key to this game. He gets off to an early start, but all of a sudden he gets two quick fouls. So then he's on the bench for over six minutes of this game. So there's there's a lot about sort of sloppy play, not you know, not attention to detail, and it shows up on the road again. And so all of that goodwill that you built up in the Indiana game, getting that road victory, I just I think a lot of it goes out the wayside because this looked like a game that could have been won. This doesn't look like, oh well that was a great Ohio State effort, man. No one was beating them last night. No, no, that not to speak badly of Ohio State. Again, they were without one of the one of their best players. They in did Bruce what Thornton. they had to do, and dude stepped up. But I w- I didn't come away saying like, man, they're really good. This is like their ninety nine final four team. No, no, this way I, I didn't I didn't watch Ohio State yesterday and say, damn. I came away from it with respect. Like, Dag nabbit. I was already thinking twenty three and eight, and yeah. I, I I thought when Nebraska again, I go back to the point of the game where Nebraska's up by seven. They're largely you tried to jinx them. I did, and so now I can really tell you how I feel. Um, I, and I did. Uh, truth be told, I thought they were going to win yesterday. I did. Too. Going into last night, I thought it just everything looks really good for Nebraska. And then I hear the Bruce Thornton news. I'm thinking, geez, even with Jamison Battle being healthy. Uh, Easy that's, that's, money. We're having runs up for yeah, dinner tonight. That is a huge, huge boost for Nebraska. But yeah. it, it wasn't anything about this Ohio State team last night. I, I mean, Jamison Battle, that was impressive. But everything else about that team was exactly what you thought it was. And Nebraska had them in a moment of that game where it could have been blowout city. And then it's Ohio State in the second half. With the exception of Jamarcus Lawrence, I mean, nobody had an answer for Nebraska. I mean, Ohio State damn near blew out Nebraska. 
in the second half if it wasn't for Jamarcus Lawrence continuing to kind of make things interesting. So, you know, in rink mass game, he gives you 14. There's a moment in this game where, and it wasn't just him, Juwan Gary had some, like there were some wild misses. Like wild misses of like layups. High percentage shots in the paint that were just not even close. There were three-pointers that like you would have thought Nebraska played yesterday. Like legs were shot, barely drawing iron. Uh, Juwan Gary had a couple of looks where, I don't know if it's because he went with the opposite hand, but I mean, just completely hard off the backboard where he didn't even draw a rim on a turnaround. Like, just bad misses. I, I, would, I would love to have heard from all the players last night it, like what was going on, especially in some of the more higher percentage looks that they had because they're not knocking down shots at all. It was it just it was a bad shooting night for Nebraska. They shot they made 10 three-pointers but they took 33 of them. You know, I mean, if you're doing the math there, that's not a great percentage of just below 30%. Uh the first half, I'm sorry, in the second half, they were 5 of 18. 27% beyond the arc. So, cool, you made 10 three-pointers but you also put up 33 of them. And when you look at what they were able to get, the looks they were able to get in the paint, man, just a a big missed opportunity. And I I said it yesterday, Jimmy, and I I really do feel that with that being the only quad one opportunity left on Nebraska's schedule, if they win that game, dare I say – they could stumble this Sunday and possibly against Michigan on the road and still be okay. Like, I, I feel like... I don't feel do like, that. I feel like yesterday, you lock up. I feel like if you win that game, you're pretty much locked. And you missed out on that opportunity. Now, now the good news is, what, what does Nebraska still have going for them on their resume? They do not have a bad loss. Ohio State's not a bad loss, especially on the road. It's not a bad loss. But what it is, it was a major missed opportunity in a game that you never really looked at Ohio State as, oh, yeah, they just got it going. Now, Jamison Battle had it going. But as I mentioned before, even during that stretch there late in the first, he wasn't making shots. The only offense Ohio State could get was out of the transition, and that was aided because Nebraska was putting up quick shots. Ill-advised shots. And this team tends to do that. C.J. Wilcher, to me, is, is continuing to be sort of a puzzle where he's had those games where he's just been lights out. And I get it as a shooter. You want guys to take shots to get them in rhythm. But there are moments where it's like, okay, is that the best look right now that you have in this possession? Is this the best look? And for especially when you're trying to preserve a lead and another team that they can't score. So the only way they're going to score is by taking some ill-advised shots, them getting long rebounds and getting out in transition. I'm not saying take the air out of the ball and, and wear the shot clock down to one second in the first half in multiple possessions. But, man, there were some CJ shots. There were some KSA shots. There were some Juwan Gary shots that I'm wondering, man, what are you guys doing? Like, Why? And, and I can only imagine that was the the source of Fred's frustration, too, between that and the fouls. 
So, again, not a good night for Nebraska. They lose 78-69. to They fall to 20-9 and and 10-8 and in the Big Ten. And then we get into, because the graphic was flashed many, many times last night, the Big Ten standings. You had a great opportunity. And it's not like Nebraska doesn't have this opportunity anymore. But when you look at the standings where it started yesterday, if the Big Ten tournament was to begin, Nebraska would have had the double bye. Now you put yourself in a position where you lose that game, and now you fall back into that game, uh, game, or I should say a half game behind Wisconsin for that four spot, but Michigan State a half game behind you. So everything's kind of jammed up, and you're kind of on the outside looking in. The good news for Nebraska is you do have some opportunities here in front of you. Now, did you see what Rutgers did last night? No, I refused to watch that. Uh, watched the I fir- looked at the uh, I watched coming the first up next. Half. I said, that's hot garbage. I'm not watching that. Well, I watched the first half, and that was all I needed to watch. You're a great man. I can't believe you did that. They were uh, Rutgers beat the ever-living crap out of Michigan. Uh, won that one by 30. So, and here's the thing about Rutgers. I get it. It's home Nebraska versus away Nebraska. But Rutgers has Jeremiah Williams, who was not active in that game in New Jersey when Nebraska played them. He's a difference maker, man. He was all over the place, especially in the first half of that game. Uh, He finishes with 19 points last night. He's been a big boost for Rutgers. We already know about Amorier and what he can do both offensively but also defensively, too. This is not a given that, well, it's Nebraska at home. They're going to be just fine. Now, Rutgers comes in feeling pretty good about what they did against a bad Michigan team. But, hey, what's the best way to get some confidence in you? Is beat up on a team like that, beat them by 30 and go on the road. And, by the way, uh, Michigan had McDaniel on the road. He was, he was back on the road. So that uh, suspension seemingly over, but that's who Nebraska has left. The two teams that we played last night. That's why I watched him. I was scouting. Oh, okay. You're scouting. I was scouting both. I was scouting the remainder of Nebraska season. That's what I was doing. There. That's next level. Jotting things down. Mm -hmm. No, I wasn't. I was just like, eh, it's on. We're not, uh, we haven't, we haven't got uh, Reese to bed yet. So I'll, uh, I'll give it a whirl. Final watch. But yeah, it was, it wasn't much of a contest though, but in the first half, yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, Rutgers is uh, going to roll in this one. So I wasn't shocked to see the final score wind up by a 30 point defeat. All I'm saying to Michigan, but all I'm saying is, you know, to, to just assume that it's okay. They lost last night. They figure things out at home and Nebraska at least has earned the benefit of that doubt. I, I wouldn't be quick to all of a sudden just chalk that up to an automatic victory because it's in Lincoln. You know, Rutgers is, don't let their record fool you right now. They've, they've, they've got some things that challenge you, and, and especially Williams, who, again, was not part of that game when Nebraska played him. He is a good player. They, they've got some guys that can hurt Nebraska, especially if they get discombobulated the way that they did offensively. Just yeah, very frustrating. Uh, coming up on the show, we are going to talk more about that matchup and then Nebraska's big game uh, against Rutgers, which will be Sunday at 530 uh, Wilson Moore of the Omaha World Herald will join us at 8.30. Uh, Going to take a update out in Lincoln with our guy Mike Patterson of the Omaha World Herald as well. Uh, Mike's been covering both Class A. They started on Wednesday. They're back in action semifinals today. Uh, big day Class B basketball, including another historical performance by uh, Britt Prince, who 
damn, Alcorn North, they had to sweat that one out. Uh, but we will talk to Mike Patterson. And if we got time, maybe we'll even sneak in a little bit of a hockey question or two, who is also Mike Patterson, that is, is also on the Maverick beat. And then uh, we will also talk to Matt Verzel in the 9 o'clock hour as well. Uh, got a lot to get to. It's a huge college basketball weekend. Just big. Big from the national standpoint. It's also big when it comes to the Big Ten standings as well. Creighton and Marquette as well. That is a big one. Our lineup is powered by the Rooferies, John Higgins, Weather Guard. You can get in touch with the show, 402-951-1620. That is the number to the 42-degree hotline. Also, you can hit us up on the JTEC Construction Zone Twitter feed. I am at Nick sixteen Nick Hanley 1620. Uh, also, you can, and you can also tweet at the show at uh, Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. And the Equitable Inbox where they take banking personally, you can email me, Handley at 1620thezone.com or Jimmy with a Y at 1620thezone.com. Going to take a break. We'll come back with more. Get some of your calls, your thoughts on last night and a big weekend ahead in college hoops. You're listening to Mornings with Sharp and Handley here on 1620 The Zone.